This week on The Brunch Breakdown, we talk brunch food, life updates, Chris's battles with the forces of nature, Dan and Dee Dee's trip to Coachella, our Where Are They Now segment featuring Lou Vega, what we're listening to, and the NHL and NBA playoffs. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Brunch Breakdown. Let's go. Gentlemen, good to be with you once again here at the table. (sighs) Big brunch here today. Huge brunch. Lots to talk about. The brunchiest. Lots of stuff. That's right. That's right. How are you, boys? My head's hurting. Big time. Big time. Why's your head hurting, dude? Dude, went to see Wayne last night. Little Wayne. In 2017, you wonder, what's this concert like? I know that's what you're thinking right now. What's a Little Wayne concert like in 2017? Pretty freaking awesome. Like, he just went through every Wayne hit. There was no weird moment of, like... I'm going to play some new stuff. No, because uh, I was because like, me and my friend Liz were like waiting for that. We were waiting for him to be like, I'm going to play some new stuff. No, never happened. He just went through every Wayne hit from his verse on back that ass up just all the way to just everything. It was just, it was awesome. Like it was amazing. Like basically played everything on Carter three, Carter two, just, uh, just went through the whole, all the Carters. We got them all. We got wow. every Wayne feature. Like it was just awesome last night. And I haven't heard I'm me in so long. I haven't heard it in so long, and that's my own fault. And I, like, hate myself for the fact that I haven't listened to that song for so long. But, like, yeah. Like, that's all I'm going to listen to today is I'm me and probably going in. Because, my God. Like, it was amazing. Crowd every was once older, in a while, of course. It was great. Every once in a while, something from the Carter Three like, pops up. Oh. Whether it be, like, on the radio or, like, if you hear it at the gym or something like that. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear, I mean, it happens probably like nowadays, like once every two or three months. But yeah. when it happens, you're like, man, it's amazing how many hits he had. And like he, when he was like, I am the greatest, the, the greatest rapper alive. Like he was, he was it, not for nothing. He was at least the most famous for a good, oh. what, three to four year stretch. He was, he was indeed great. There's no one better than Wayne. Like there's no one better than Wayne in that I don't know, between, like, 07 and, like, I don't know, 11, something like that. Like, there's no one, like, and he just showed it last night. Like, it was, it was amazing. Like, it was, it was awesome. Like, just It was like a, it was, it was a smaller venue, right? Yeah, it was a smaller venue. It was probably, like, about, like, 4,000 people in the Palladium last night, and it was just. Nice. And it was awesome. Like, it was just, like, this is so cool, because. The crowd was, I mean, the crowd was definitely old. The crowd was, like, around, like, my age. Like, you go to a lot of concerts, and, like, you know, the crowd is younger, of course. And, like, with, like, newer acts and stuff like that. But, like, with this one, it was just, I felt like, like, when my parents go see someone that, like, I don't know about. And it's like, like, who are you going to see? I'm like, they're like, yeah, so-and-so. They were big in, like, the 80s or something. I felt yeah. like, that's how it felt. That, like, some of these people at the show were probably going back and, like, telling their, like, five-year-old or something like that. They were like... They're like, what'd you do last night, Mom? I went to see Lil Wayne. Who's Lil Wayne? They're like, ah, sit down. Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> Lil Wayne is going to be our Wayne Newton, I think. 
Wayne Newton. Is just, we're just going from one Wayne to the other Wayne. Dude. He's going to have a show in Vegas, you know? I mean, Wayne could have a show in Vegas. Like, I mean, that's a shame. Because the thing is, Vegas is changing so rapidly because, like, you know, they're banking on millennials and nostalgia and all that stuff. And, yeah. I mean, I could see that. Make it happen. I could see some hip hop review, like Wayne and Nelly do some have like a residency somewhere. There you go. Is that working in Vegas? Like, it's I well, think it's from, working. It's working. Yeah, I feel like from from afar, I just assumed it's working. Yeah. But I, I feel like I haven't been to Vegas since like the Backstreet Boys got a residency. Britney has a residency, right? Yeah. J Lo's got yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Pitbull's got one that goes like on and off. Like he does like a couple times. A year or I just like saw that. a music video of his this morning. It is such garbage. It is absolute <laughs> garbage. My gosh. It's but amazing no. how Pitbull weasels, weasels his way into like so much visibility. Shouts to Pitbull, man. Shouts <laughs> like, to yeah, we, we, the residency and we Vegas. don't help it because we bring him up. We bring him up Dude, all the time. He's so big. <laughs> yeah, he's so see, big. that's exactly it. He he gets himself into our podcast and we don't even want him to. Dude, he's so big, man. I'm telling you. When he comes like out here, like it's crazy how like people lose their mind over Pitbull. Like, like Pitbull. You ever see? Because the thing is, like, Pitbull doesn't do like nationwide tours, like in the United States. Like he, well, who does shows in Miami, New York, and L.A. And he'll do like four days at Staples Center. Like, <laughs> like it is wild. Whenever like Pitbull comes, he'll have like Enrique on his tour, and it's like him and Enrique four days yeah. at Staples Center. It's like just sold out. Mr. Worldwide. Like, cannot even try to get tickets. Like, it's unreal to me. Well, I guess shouts to him for living that life. Hey, man, I'm not mad at him. He's the best dressed man in the world, though. I will say that. He is the best dressed man. Yeah, you ever see him smile without his sunglasses on? (laughs) You know what? (laughs) He looks like a nerd. Nerd! Pitbull, there's a reason, too, that, like, I think he is a solo act and, like, I feel like any of the commercials he's in or anything like that, like you only see him because I remember recently I saw a video of him doing, uh, I think, um, like a karaoke thing on Jimmy Fallon's show. Yeah. And it was Jimmy Fallon and Shaq and Pitbull looked like an Oompa Loompa. He's so short. (laughs) (laughs) He's a small dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. He was small compared to Jimmy Fallon. And then you put Shaq on stage and he just looks so awkward. And he's just jumping around in a suit. He looked like, he looked like a doll. Like he didn't even look real. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Cause Jimmy Fallon's like six, like he's tall. Jimmy Fallon's tall. Yeah. Can you imagine how short those girls are in those music videos that he has then? (laughs) Oh my God. My gosh. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. But think about that. Like a lot of those dudes are short. Like Usher's really short. Nick Jonas, Mm -hmm. like really short dude. Like a lot of those dudes are really short. Like, so how short are those girls? Yeah. At least we have that on them. Wow. They, they probably, when they show up to auditions, they probably have that thing outside the door that they have at, like, rides at the amusement park. Like, you yeah. must be this tall to ride. Oh, tall. yeah. Like, you must be this short to dance with Pitbull. Dude, like, those are on, like, casting things. Like, it says, like, models between, like, 5'2 and 5'6 or whatever. And, like, theirs must just be, like, if you're 5'4, I mean, don't show up. <laughs> if, you, if, if you appear to be an adult, if you've gone through puberty, please do not show up. Yeah. yeah. God, it's like, because girls wear heels too. So, like, yeah, yeah, if you're taller than 5'4, do not come. Just don't. Wow. Just don't bother. Pitbull. Gosh. 
Gotta love him. What a tangent to get on. That was beautiful. Um, well, I guess welcome to Brunch 32, boys, yeah. right? What up, Pitbull? Right. <laughs> I, I know you listening, player. <laughs> uh, we got uh, quite a few things to talk about, quite a few things to, to recap from the past two weeks. Chris, we know you're our waiter now. Uh, why don't you introduce everybody to today's specials? Okay. Um, we have another manageable menu this week. Yes. Something that I have, I'm pretty confident we might be able to get through. Maybe. Uh, as usual, <clears throat> we always talk about uh, what we're listening to, so that'll be at the end of the episode. Uh, we also, uh, as usual, want to talk about brunch food. Have we had any recently? Uh, where, when, why, how was it? Right. Um, as well as just life updates. Uh, life updates will probably coincide with uh, our Coachella topic because Dee Dee and Dan – um, my big thing was just like, will there be another brunch breakdown episode? And we're here because they survived, so that's good. We have a where are you? Wasn't now. guaranteed. It it's, was not guaranteed. It's Dan's turn uh, to do our where are we now? That's right. Um, playoffs are going on in the NHL and the NBA. We might touch on that. Uh, and a would you rather that I actually uh, am pretty passionate about? Uh, would you rather never drink coffee or never drink beer again if you had to choose one? Ooh. Um, it's terrifying, isn't it? And as is tradition, we may but probably won't talk about <laughs> NBA players and their love for the cheesecake factory. <laughs> so that is all. Uh, hopefully all of that is headed your way on uh, episode 32 of The Brunch Breakdown. Uh, before we get into all of it, as always, want to remind you that you can and should subscribe. Uh, look us up on any podcasting app. We suggest iTunes or SoundCloud for the Brunch Breakdown. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Brunch Breakdown. Didi is on Twitter at Didi is Bored. Dan is on Twitter at SteelCityDan22. I'm Chris. I am on Twitter at Chris underscore Gates. Um, I think, actually, Dan, now that I think about it, you had it wrong. I'm the I'm the hostess. You're the waiter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. that was my so bad. So now that I have <laughs> seated everybody at the table... Um, I hand it off to Dan. Let's do oh, it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Chris. I, I appreciate that. Uh, as I'm talking, I realize all of our voices sound like absolute horseshit. So yeah. I apologize for that in advance as well. Um, part of it is why we get into some of the things that we'll uh, get in here too uh, today. But of course, yes, like you mentioned there, Chris, we always start with uh, brunch food and things that we've had uh, recently. Chris, I'll go back to you. Didi mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I had a shared brunch per se. <clears throat> Uh, over the past week, so we haven't we haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. We want to know what have you been up been up to, and did you catch any uh, any good brunch in the past two weeks? Honestly, no, haven't had a lot of brunch, which is a shame. But life has uh, been pretty busy. Uh, okay, not not, me- not much exciting stuff. Not, I mean, what I have been up to is far less uh, interesting, I think, than what you guys have been up to. Um, How the lawnmower uh, shop go? Yeah. The lawnmower was great, but see, the problem is, Ooh. and it works. It's fantastic, but uh, buying a lawnmower and um, mowing the lawn and taking care of the of our property has now led to us discovering. Oh, and Dan, you'll be actually both of you will be interested in this because last time, actually, all three of us. Well, yeah, all three of us were together in person. uh, Was in Pittsburgh, and um, Dan and I, mostly Dan, knocked down a bunch of bees' nests. (laughs) Definitely just Dan, not mostly. (laughs) I was there for moral. I was me, there for moral support. Me and your Thank fiance you. watched Thank from you, the Didi. window, and we're like, 
Chris is like in the other yard next door and yeah. Dan is knocking down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, we have a serious problem uh, underneath our deck. We have. Oh, boy. We actually just had exterminators come yesterday. Oh, God. Um, four different yellow jacket nests and carpenter bees are uh, nesting in the bottom part of our deck. And what carpenter bees are apparently. A tremendous, gigantic, huge issue. Um, so we haven't been able to be outside on the deck yet. We haven't been able to be on the patio. We have a fire pit. Haven't been able to use it. Um, it's It's been a lot of work, and I'm very tired. <laughs> wow. That developed quickly. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um... Yeah. So dealing with that. Uh, marriage classes have started, so we're doing that stuff. Um, the playoffs are going on, but it's just, there are a lot of things that are making me very tired and there okay. hasn't been time to go to get brunch. Okay. Ooh. Well, that's, a, that's a shame. That's rough, but, dude. Uh, What's a carpenter they, bee? Carpenter bees look they like make little houses. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> they, I was like, they, do they have tool belts? Like, what's a carpenter <laughs> bee? <laughs> Yeah, they look very versatile. They look like bumblebees, um, but they're not. They basically just look for, like, d- you know, like decks or um, fence posts or stuff like that. And they they basically eat eat away um, into wood, and they make their nests like inside wood, oh. and it's like a problem because they're super hard to kill oh, because God, they're inside is- a piece of wood. Like, he's and, looking it up as we speak. Yeah, and the, the he's got a look of shock on his face and terror. I'm so every looking time at this, this is crazy. Yeah, so they they like drill in and then they drill to the side and then they lay eggs inside the wood. So the only way you can treat it is by like like blowing this dust into the into the hole that they drill, uh-huh. and like it may or may not kill them. Dude, this is insane. Like, if you Google carpenter bees, like, and just, like, image search it and just go down a little bit, like, you'll see these, like, pictures of holes no. that they just drilled right into. And it's, like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. I don't wanna, I'm, I'm already ready to I'm already ready to tear down the deck. Like, Dude, I'd be ready to, <laughs> too. Like I'd be the so house freaked down out. I, I would to, like, much you know, rather, at this point, tear down the deck and just build a deck with synthetic material so that uh, that i don't ever have to deal with it again oh my god well that's good that you treated this because there are some freaking awful pictures online about this shit yeah like it sucks dude this is i never even heard of this before wow so they treated it yesterday these two guys came over to the house and they were like man it was funny watch first of all i don't know how these guys did it like they had protective clothing but they were just like yeah this isn't a big deal today we won't put it on so they're out there (laughs) and like one guy is like shooting the dust in the nests and they have this um liquid that they're spraying on stuff and uh his his friend is like standing behind him basically like what i was doing with dan with a can of spray so i guess that if they came after the other guy then he would spray them in the air um and at one point at one point the guy that was doing most of the work like had like a, a bat and was trying to like whack what? carpenter bees out of the air it looked like the most <laughs> oh man like the weirdest process to do something. Um, and then they came inside and I told them, you know, like we had, to, we had bees come through the siding at my parents' house when I was a kid. And like, I would wake up in the morning and there would be bees on me and I get stung at night. 
And they actually were like, that's horrible. Like, I, I feel bad. Like, I don't know what I would do. And I'm like, you guys are out there battling these like every day. This is your job. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we, we, we would suggest you call idiots like us to go do it. And they were saying, like, yeah, it's fun. Like, we just make a game out of it. I can't, I can't think of a, a less desirable thing to make a game out of. That's really can't. You got to try to do it. You got to try to enjoy, enjoy what you do, right? Yeah. I guess. Those dirty jobs, <laughs> man. Those dirty jobs. Somebody's got to do well. it. You got to call Mike Rowe over to the house. He'll yeah. tell you. Seriously. That's wild. There's, well, there's a show on, like, I think CNBC about that. Like, these dudes who are, like, they're, like, uh, like multi multi like they they're like worth like a hundred millions of dollars from like having these like really dirty businesses they just like started hmm. it's wild i forget what no it's called i can't stuff. remember what it's called but it's like if you ever randomly watching cnbc because i do because i watch shark tank a lot and that show is like pretty fascinating okay wow 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 that's I wish crazy you could, i wish yeah, that's so. That's, wait, one last question wild about updates. this. One last question mm-hmm. about this. Do you have? Do they have to come back and like just do shit like every couple months? So they kind of suggested that they might have to. Um, I've learned a lot about wildlife in the last <laughs> twenty-four hours. Apparently, these bees, uh, the carpenter bees specifically, are like they're just like it's in their DNA that where they're born is where they automatically come back to. So apparently you have to like treat it over and over again over a period of time to prevent that to like kill off the whole situation and prevent them from coming back. But the guy was like, "You're probably gonna have to do this at least every year." Yikes! That's not bad though. If you gotta do it every year, it's not bad. We have a sixty-day warranty, so there you go. That's good. Once a year, that's not bad. Come on back. That's nice. (laughs) Dang. That's rough. Can't wait to can't wait to come over and use the deck this summer, Chris. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, it's, I'll dude, bring long when sleeves. we bought when we bought this house, like the thing that sold it for me was we walked out on the deck and I saw the view and I was like, yeah. "This is the most beautiful view I've ever seen." And now I can't go out there. Just through the window. Yeah, just, I just I'm like the creepy neighbor that just stares out the window all yeah, day now. Just, <laughs> it's pretty out. Um, yeah. it's... Well, that's a shame. Terrible. That's a shame, my friend. We'll, we'll try to provide some happier updates to maybe lift your spirits uh, a bit. Uh, I was, of course, in California for the week. We're going to get into Coachella, but, of course, we want to kick off with a little bit of brunch. We didn't necessarily have a formal brunch when we were out there, Didi, but we did have a, one hell of a, a breakfast brunch, if you will, at one of mine and I'm sure your favorite places, BB's. Oh, BB's. <sighs> Great place. Great place. Like, it might might have the best menu I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it is so lengthy. And I go in there and I could spend a half hour reading the menu just going, I don't know what I'm having. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, classic Dan. Cla- classic, classic Dan. Classic Dan. Right there. So I had a little bit of everything, as you would expect me to. I felt really fat that morning because <laughs> my, my, my selection was like eggs, uh, sausage, uh, breakfast potatoes, and French toast, and it, ha- it you know it's, that's a lot of food. So it comes on two plates. Everybody else had a nice meal as well. Uh, probably didn't you know equate to the amount of food that I had. No one finished their meal, but I did. <laughs> I happened to finish all every bite on my plate, and I just looked around. and I was like, holy hell, um, I'm a tub of lard right now. But it was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. Um, Chest of babies, man. Yeah. 
Shouts to BB's. BB's is the best because like BB's makes like pancakes look like dessert. <laughs> like I don't know how. Yes. Like it's oh. unreal the stuff that they do to like pancakes and I because it's like that's their specialty. Like they have a million kinds of pancakes from like green tea pancakes to like strawberry pancakes, all these unbelievable looking Oreo pancakes. pancakes. And they come out and you think that it's like I don't know. You think that you're like Baskin Robbins or something. Like it's unbelievable <laughs> what they do to pancakes. But I love BBs, man. I have the steak and eggs. Like I want a big steak and eggs kick. I've been on it for like the last like couple months, and that's pretty much what I get everywhere. And BBs doesn't disappoint. No. So shouts no, to shouts to BBs. Shouts to BBs. It was uh, it was delicious. Um, I'm trying to think of where else. Uh, I know we want to talk about. Easter food here. Let's go. Yeah, let's go into that before we get that. more into the to the rest of the trip. You, you put this topic up, Didi, about Easter food. What exactly is Easter food? Is your question yeah. correct? What is Easter food? Is there Easter food? Because there's ham, like, isn't it? Because there's Christmas food. There's Thanksgiving food. Like there's Fourth of July food. Yeah. Is there Easter food? Because like people are like, oh yeah, Easter. Like you know, eating with my family. Blah blah. It's like Easter. You know, you're with your family. But is there Easter food? Am I making up the thing, the ham? Am I making that up? No, I think, you know, ham. Or that's an Easter food. Ham is, I think, correct. And I, I think it's kind of like a, like part of like the reintroduction of meat back into uh, the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, and then chocolate eggs. Yeah. Chocolate eggs. Like candy, I think, well, is generally candy, now yeah. what people think is Easter food. Because that's all I could think about was like, I was like, candy is, of course, that's Easter, you know, jelly beans, all, you know what I mean? Like, jelly beans won't be on the, you know, shel- they're on the shelves for two months and then they're gone. Yeah. Here's a question. How many peanut butter eggs do you think you could comfortably put away in one sitting? Uh, have I eaten yet? Have um, I eaten anything? Uh, no, like, you're hungry and you want to eat peanut butter eggs. Okay, mm. like the we're talking full size eggs, yeah. like I'm showing you. Yeah. yeah, okay, like the individually wrapped. Okay, I um, should have known Dan would have like all these questions yeah, about the Dan's situation. doing. Like, hey, gotta be gotta be official. Of course, Dan's question. doing like an algebra problem. He's like, well, yeah. x equals. So d- the next part is Dan's gonna put give me a number, and then somebody's gonna say, no, you can't, and he's gonna say, how much you want to bet? And <laughs> then he's gonna try and make it into a, a bet. Three. I could probably eat three. I can do more than three. In one sitting, yeah. I'll say three. Yeah. I'm not saying stuff yourself to the point where you're yeah. uncomfortable, but you're you're hungry and you eat as many as you want to not feel hungry anymore. I think four. I think I would do four before I start to like get sick. I think four would be my number. Comfortably four. Okay. What about you? Chris, you have a number? Um, I think I could probably even do more than that. I think I could do a mm. lot. I don't think I would, but I think I could probably easily put away like six or seven of those. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. That's a lot of sugar. The reason is like, I, so in, in the reason is cause I've done it. <laughs> the reason is cause I did it. <laughs> I, the reason is I did it before we hit the air here. Yeah. No, I was looking at, so like I'm, I'm still dieting and I, I was looking at nutrition facts on like the candy and those are a little over a hundred calories a piece. And I was thinking, man. You could put away just a few of these and not even think about it, and then you'd be like 500 calories in just peanut butter eggs. NBD, no big deal. That's <laughs> What's the sugar on those bad boys? That's got to be what's up. That's a lot. Three, I, guys, I just feel – because I don't really like – the thing is I don't like chocolate all that much. So, like, for me to eat three chocolate eggs, like, that's like, that's like my limit. Like, I can't eat 
I can't eat more than that. In one sitting, anyways. <laughs> Throughout the day, that's different. But in one sitting, yeah, three. Six or seven. Ooh. That's not hard to do. Chris is like, All right. it's light work. Got I'm not saying Challenge. it. I'm not, I'm not recommending it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where was that article on holistic fitness, sir? Like, <laughs> like where was that? It would have been titled, My Tragic Binge Day. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Pretty sure that um, needs to be written. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there is really is any other thing officially Easter food besides ham and candy. Yeah. Which but ham was a good like a one. Rough. I didn't think about. Th- I I couldn't think about that whenever I uh, when I wrote that. But that makes sense. That yeah, yeah. like ham is yeah. The but there's no like after there's the no like days. side dish that's like a definite Easter side dish like Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and stuff. They have those, but there's nothing yeah. really besides that for Easter. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Except a bowl of candy eggs. Um. All right, well, let's move on a little bit. Chris, you gave us your your your, your bit of life updates, and it's unfortunate that you're uh, you, you're dealing with your B issue. But uh, like I said, Didi and I spent this past weekend with some friends at the Festival of Festivals, Coachella. Uh, it actually all started Wednesday night. We actually were talking right before we went on the air here about Chris. You say who the waiter was, and I couldn't remember. I was the waiter, and. Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, we went to a very well-known restaurant in Los Angeles called Catch. Seafood restaurant was phenomenal. And we had a, uh, we had a bit of a soft talker as our oh waitress. Oh, my God. She was terrible. <laughs> and the restaurant was kind of loud. Yeah. So the first guy comes over. I don't know who this guy is. He's coming to get our drinks or whatever, right, Dee? He's coming to get our drinks. Yeah. Very loud. Very, I was like, all right, this, guy's, this guy knows what he's doing. And then he just disappears. Never see <laughs> him again. Goes, He's like, oh, I'm so-and-so's partner in crime. I'm going to help you out here. Never saw him again. And so then our waitress comes over. Couldn't hear a word she said. And I was on the opposite side of the table from her. Like, what is protocol there? I'm on the opposite side of the table from her. I can't hear anything she's saying. I'm thinking the two other people at our table that are literally right next to her are going to be able to relay those messages, and I'm just going to follow up there. However, they didn't hear anything she said either. (laughs) As soon as she leaves, like, as soon as she leaves, Christy goes, I'm standing right here, and I have no idea what she said. <laughs> so she recommends a ton of stuff. She runs down the specials, and we have no idea what to do. No, no idea. <laughs> so protocol for soft talkers in a restaurant. Don't be a soft talker. Don't Just don't be a soft talker. Like I think you have a responsibility to say, speak up. Ooh. It, yeah. That's deep. We were in a nice place, though. I felt like everybody can hear themselves, but not everybody can hear everybody else, and you need to make that known. Yeah, you're right. It's a tough situation. The food was fantastic. We somehow managed to get through it. Food was amazing. And uh, shouts to John Lovitz. We saw him there, eating by himself, which was rather unfortunate. He was he was literally at the table next to us. Like I could have reached over and grabbed food off of his plate. He was that close. (laughs) And we kept kept. Kept like waiting for somebody to show up and sit with him, and he never did. He just sat there on his phone, like left phone in his left hand, fork in his right hand. Just we kept, we felt we felt kind of bad. Maybe that's the way he wants it. That's what I was saying, but they were all like, "No." Yeah, it was like he probably deals with people and shit all day, and he's like, "I want to be by myself and be able to go out and not be bothered by anybody." I would be surprised if that's the case. So have a nice quiet dinner by myself. By myself. 
He was also at like a big booth, <laughs> which was odd. <laughs> and he sat like on the end. Um, anyway, so that was uh, that was a nice way to kick off the week. But it all leads up to the reason that I was there, we were there, and that is, of course, Coachella, which this is our second time around. There were, what, five of us that went? Yeah. Three of us, this is our second time around, and we had two rookies with us, uh, which was fun, a little, a little adventurous. And we did a big Coachella recap last year. In fact, we did a whole episode worth it, but we'll, we'll try to condense that for you here. Uh, and Chris, any questions you have, please, please feel free. Your guys' we know... voices sound way better in this Coachella recap than they did last year. Yeah, we did, it, we did it pretty immediately, I think, last year. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did it like the we day We did it like before. on the Monday. We did it like the day after, not the day before, day like day after. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. Um, but it's, uh, in my opinion, biased or not, the best music festival in the land, um, at least in the United States, in North America, I think it is. Glastonbury probably gives it a little bit of run for its money. But the lineup was uh, incredible this year, headlined by Radiohead on Friday night. Uh, it was supposed to be Beyonce on Saturday, but she got replaced by Lady Gaga. And Sunday, uh Close things off with uh, Kendrick Lamar amongst three out of amongst, I don't know, 100 acts that yeah. were there. I don't know what the total is, but it's crazy. There's six stages uh, spread out from starting at noon all the way till one in the morning, all three days. Uh, it's exhausting. In fact, including with the, with the walking and the dancing. And the dancing is important, ladies and gentlemen, because dancing is stepping, which is something we learned this weekend. Yes. Dancing is stepping. And we walked slash dance, at least Didi and I did, because we were moving around probably the most out of the five of us, the equivalent of 36 miles in three days. <laughs> and it was a little bit uh, exhausting, but it was... How do, you, how do you have that number? Phone. Uh, we just counted every <clears throat> step we took the whole day. And when we were dancing, we were like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, no. <laughs> The old art, the uh, what's it? The health, the health app on the, the health app on your phone. Count your steps. Ah. Yes. Um, so that was interesting to know. We knew it was a lot of steps. In fact, I, I even did a little bit of training going into this year's Coachella because last year it just sh- just just shots to your legs. It just kills your legs because uh, you're on your feet all day. Like we barely sit, barely sit at all, even to eat or even to drink. We barely sit. So. Um, it's a lot of standing, a lot of dancing, a lot of wild and fun times. I had a a blast once again. Um, Dee, let's try to highlight some of the good, some of the bad, some of the surprising. Uh, um, let's, yeah, let's highlight some of the good. Mac Miller had one of the best sets of Coachella, which was awesome. Like his really band did. that he tours with is oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Like unreal, the band that he tours with. Like just brought all of his songs to life. And like from his last two albums, like just – amazing and like when in rome uh is such a great song to hear live and like i was like losing my mind and he screams at the end of it uh some words that i will not repeat because i said i said them way too loud and if you listen to the song yeah um, you did i will let you listen to the song but at the end of it he says some words a bunch of times and i was saying it so many times i was like i felt bad after i was like i should like call my mom and apologize (laughs) Like, like I'm not like, gonna lie, I was kind of, I was kind of relieved that I wasn't standing next to you during that particular set. I could hear you though. Oh, I was losing I was my like, shit. Oh gosh, <laughs> I was losing my mind. Like the reason what I song? didn't have a voice on Saturday because of that. It's called "When in Rome," 
on his uh <clears throat> not this last album, but the album before it. The one that came out in two thousand. Chris is gonna look up the lyrics right now. Let's go to the end. Yeah, the one on Good AM. It's called Win and Row. And at the end of the song, because like, cause the beat changes, and then he just kind of just like stunts a lot. And he's just like talking. He's just like, I'm on the top of my game. And then like he says some things at the end of that. And I and I don't want to repeat it on the brunch breakdown. Cause I think my mom listens to this, and I'm just gonna let that ride. But listen mm-hmm. to Good AM, Win in Rome. The song will get you super hyped up. Because, like, yeah. the song is, like, a, I mean, that second part of the song is, like, unbelievably motivational. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a crazy good yeah. set. That was on Friday. But that Mac was a great, Miller was, on Friday was, like, one of my favorites for sure. Mac Miller on Friday. Um, we saw, we got a chance to see a little bit of the XX. We saw Fanagram, who was fantastic. Capital Cities. Didi was pleasantly surprised by Capital Cities. Yes. Uh, it basically turned into a dance club. Yeah. With Capital Cities when they went on. Yeah. Like, which was awesome. Yeah, and that led into that led in the drum, and that drum. just kept the dance party going. And that that's was a way awesome to shut it too. down. That that shut us down on, on around midnight on uh, Friday night. Drum really really killed it. Uh, we saw our dude Rory, yeah. who was incredible. Um, Kungs kicked us off on on Friday, <laughs> and it was very unique. In fact, we went back and asked our friends this afterwards. Like Kungs is this EDM group, so they're in one of the tents. There's two outdoor stages. And three big tents, and there's like the biggest tent is like basically the EDM uh, or DJ tent where they have all these crazy light shows and everything like that going on. So we get in there Friday, we go straight to this tent. Meanwhile, last year we strolled in, we're first timers, we're looking around, taking it all in. We roll into Gary Clark Jr., who, if you don't know him, an incredible musician, uh, absolutely shreds it on the guitar. But some of you could just ease right into and, and listen to him. It was a great way to open things off. This year, we walk in there. We beeline for this tent, and Kungs kicks things off, and we're just in the middle of this, like, rave immediately. And we didn't think about it until the weekend was over. We were like, what were our friends that have never been here thinking when we start off with that compared to where we started last yeah. year? They're probably thinking, what the hell did we get ourselves into for the next three days if it's going to be like this? Yeah. Um, it was wild. So Kungs kicks th- kicked things off for us. Um, Broods, very happy we got to see Broods. They were awesome uh, to see live. Oh, yeah. And this was, like, one of the funnier <laughs> parts of the weekend. All right, so we go see someone, and then we're like, all right, so who are we going to go see here? And it's like, who are we going to see next? It's like, oh, we really don't have anything. And then Dan was like, well, like, we could go see, like, Broods. Like, like they're okay. Like, you know, like, it's no, like, you know, no big deal. Like, or we could just go, like, drink some more. Like, whatever. And we're like, no, let's let's go over here. Let's go. Let's go see Broods. Dan knows every word to every <laughs> song. And is jumping up and down, like, losing his mind. And I was, and, like, after, like, I'm, like, literally looking at him just like, what the hell was he talking about? And then after I was just, I, like, pushed him. And I was like. Yeah, uh, you know, Broods will be okay. And he knows every <laughs> freaking word to every song. Every word to every song. Like, I awesome. could, it was it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, he was just like, nah, man, like, we don't have to go over here. But, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous because nobody so out of our group had heard of Broods except for me. Like, for this, fortunately, Didi and I know music very, very well. And we knew we were kind of were able to lead the way. And, and knew at least everybody we were seeing. This was a time frame where I was like, I don't think anybody here knows Broods except for me. If I take them there and they're not good live or, or they don't enjoy it, that's going to be on me. So I was like, oh, maybe, 
maybe hopefully you'll want to go see them. And we did, and it was amazing. So yeah. I thank them for that. But yeah, I did. I was kind of just lost my mind in the moment that we got to see them. Yeah. Well, Dan, um, let to to be quicker about this. Who were yes. your favorites? Pick your top three of the whole week. Favorites. I have the I have the list here that we saw. Um, future was incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. He brought out Drake. He brought out the Migos. We'll get into the Migos here. But everybody <laughs> brought out the Migos. Apparently, yeah. like we saw the Migos like five times. Five and times. It was incredible. Um, let's see who else was good. Lady Gaga was really really good yeah. Saturday night. Uh, you knew she was going to put on a show. She was fantastic. Uh, I already mentioned Broods. Uh, Martin Garrix was really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, we were in the middle of that big EDM tent, and it was one of the most fun uh, sets that we we witnessed. Um, and I'll finish with uh, Group Love. I got to see Group Love, one of my favorite bands of all time. Lost my mind there during that one, too. Uh, DJ Khaled was wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. He brought up everybody. Everyone. That might have been the most fun set of the night. And uh, I, Kendrick shut it down on Sunday. He was he was really good as well. Jack Garrett, I mean, he's super talented. I'm glad we got to catch some of him. So many, so many. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Bastille was great. Um, who are your favorites? There's, 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 I think, one. There's only one. We talked about when we started this, the good and the bad. There's really only one bad. We're going to get to that. But yeah. I want to get to anybody there's else that really you pointed out bad. was good. But, yeah, DJ Khaled was, like, the most fun set of the weekend because – he just kept bringing people out and like brought out the Migos, so we saw but the Migos DJ again. Khaled's, that's two Migos references. That's DJ Khaled's entire discography oh, absolutely. is featuring somebody else. So that's awesome he did that. He absolutely. actually de- he his set was like fifty minutes yeah. or or an hour, yeah. and he DJed for maybe three and a half minutes, and it was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I like, swear to you, there's other dudes up at the DJ booth, yeah. just like a group of like five dudes up there, just like hitting like next. Yeah, because he next. started and Khaled just stood there. Sta- when I say DJ, you say Khaled. Yeah, we're just like, what is this? This is he amazing. Started up top and then just like came down. It was like he couldn't help himself, and he just like comes down. And he's just like, and what do I say? Another one, and it would just drop another one of the songs. And they have they're strict on their set times. Like Coachella doesn't mess around. You cannot start late, you cannot end late. If you start late, you don't gain time. So he went down to the wire, and we think he did this purposely. Played right up until the time they all have clocks on the stage till the minute your set is over, and then they just hit boom and turn everything off. And everything shuts down in the middle of a song. Uh We're like, he definitely played it out that way. But at, at, when it's happening in the moment, we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he ran late. And then he just takes his shirt off and his pants are down at his knees. And he's just like, DJ Khaled. DJ. Everyone's just screaming. Like, it was Amazing. everything you would want out of a DJ Khaled set. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he brought out Fat Joe. He brought out Rick Ross. And like we said, we brought out the Migos. Oh, my French God. Montana. The, total, the yeah. total tonnage on that stage. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's why it shut down. The <laughs> stage it was like the elevator. It's like when, you, when you get on that. the elevator and it's too packed and it just beeps and like the doors won't yeah. close. Like, <laughs> it's that's like, probably it's what like, Nope. It's like nope. Ma- max capacity, 22 people or Fat Joe, DJ Khaled, and Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh amazing. my God. I didn't even think about that. That's so true. It's a lot of tonnage. <laughs> that's a lot of tonnage. Oh my God. But yeah, it was everything you'd want out of a out of a DJ Khaled set, and that's why like I was like, oh, we gotta go, we gotta get there early because I want to get a good spot for it. And it was just yeah, it was everything. Um, 
I love Pantagram. If you don't know about them, like that was like that set was awesome. Um, yeah, because I was familiar with Pantagram, but not that familiar with them. And like their set was like so much fun and like so yeah. energetic and um, and super random because their transitions between songs were just like really weird. They would They're be really like weird. they would play a song and then it's they'd like their be first like, show. <laughs> I had I did acid on that Ferris wheel, and then there was no rest of the story. There's no story. Then it was just like silence, silence. and then they'd just be like. Song (laughs) (laughs) to another song, and it was like, uh, two years ago I had sex underneath this stage. Song. (laughs) It was was super random, but uh, but yeah, those are yeah. Dan mentioned a lot, but like those two, my favorites. Um, when Drake came out for Future, that was like probably the best sing along of the weekend because he he came out. uh, It was kept secret pretty well. Yeah, he came out for Jumpman, and then did Galcaster and then um yeah and then did fake love and everyone was just like just screaming at the top of their lungs like just yeah. like just yeah it was that was like really cool and for future to do that like that's actually like you gotta have one hell of it like ego to do that because like drake literally just like hijacked a set <laughs> and yeah, to do that stole, you like, gotta set you just like okay you gotta be very confident in yourself and um just that's a, genius a, though a, because it leaves people it talking about your set Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, Future Set was super good. Like, he went through, like, every hit, honest, everything. And yeah. um, it was super good. It was just, he brought out Drake, and it was just crazy. And uh, and then finished with Mask Off, which was, like, probably the song of the weekend. Yes. And because uh, we heard that every DJ played Mask Off. Yeah. Like, everyone was, like, anytime you went in the camping area walking to, everyone's playing Mask Off. Like, the whole weekend, it was just Mask Kendrick off. brought him back out, too. On Sunday oh, yeah, night. that's Kendrick right. Brought Kendrick out. brought out Future, too. So, it was, I mean, it was a great weekend full of, you know, guest appearances. Lauren Hill came out for DJ Snake. That was cool. Nice. And that was wild. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so, like, that was one of my favorites of the weekend. But, yeah, there were, there's so many. Like, there's just so many bands. We could talk about this forever. But. I know. Yeah, there were so many. There's so many. Uh, there was one letdown. One big However, letdown. because we're going, for, you're going, literally going from boom, 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 set to set to set to set. Like, we put in, jamming as much music as we can. And we did, once again. There was one artist on set on Friday night, however, that we were all very excited to see. Travis Scott. Yeah. And they're already setting up. You know, we're there a little, there a little bit early at his stage. They're already setting up. They're already having some issues because of the wind and their stuff blowing over and stuff like that. We're like, oh boy, this is a, a rough start to the set. And then he goes on. And I can't even explain it, Didi, how just bad it sounded. Dude. Just sounded horrible. He was terrible. Like he was the worst act of the weekend. It was awful. It was so bad. He sounded terrible. Everything yeah. was bad. I'm trying to forget about it. And like when we got back, I was like, well, no, that morning I was like, just played all Travis Scott so I could forget that that thing happened. Right. I feel like Travis Scott recorded sounds weird to begin with, though. He does. He does. But the only thing about it was he comes out during Kendrick's set and like is amazing. Kills it. <laughs> kills it. Kills it. Absolutely well. kills it. We're like, who like, is that? <laughs> who the hell? Where were you? Yeah. Where the hell were you, dude? It's unbelievable. Like, they, he came out to do Goosebumps, the song he has with Kendrick Lamar, like, on his album. And it's, like, such a good song. Was that the and same day that he did that? No. The, no. The, it was, like, two days later. Maybe he was, it was just, like, super, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we thought maybe he was a little, he might have been a little overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> he was on that, he was on that antidote. Yeah. Like, we literally, we had <laughs> We looked at each other. Didi and I looked at each other, and he he just says to me, "He's like, this is so bad." I'm like, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but 
it is. And people around us are like, yeah, I know, but I can't stop. The one guy yeah. turned around. He's like, this is bad, but I can't stop watching. Yeah. It's a train wreck. Like, we walked away. Yeah, because we're really? just standing yeah. there just like – I'm thinking, I'm like, it's going to get better. This is going to get better. Like, this is going to get better. And it just wasn't. And I was like, I can't sit – I can't stand here. The rest, I can't do this. Damn. Yeah. And it just was so bad. And then, like, it was funny because we were, like – when we were walking out and, like, we're walking across to another stage and we hear him doing goosebumps and it sounds like the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. And then I've yeah. seen him perform goosebumps twice now since because he – Performed Goosebumps on Ellen this week, and it's in the performance is great. Go on the internet, check it out. It's really good. <laughs> and I'm just like, where I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So that was wow. like the terrible. That was the only one that was terrible. I meant to watch the uh, live stream because weekend two is actually taking place right now. Yeah, right now I meant to watch the live stream on <laughs> Friday night to see if it sounded any better, but I just didn't want to bring up those horrible memories. Unfortunately, because it was bad. We, we didn't walk away from anybody except for Travis Scott, and it was a, it was a letdown. But everybody else yeah. uh, was fantastic. They killed it. Um, Coachella, man. I'm still in post. I'm, I still have PCD, which is post-Coachella depression, which is a real thing. <laughs> it's a very real thing, by the way. Um, like I know Chris is laughing. <laughs> but uh, if anybody ever has any desire to go to Coachella, even a small inkling, do it. Do it once. You won't do it just once, but do it once. Get it on your bucket list. Uh, it's incredible. And, Didi, we only have 51 more weeks until 2018, Coachella 2018. <laughs> so 50, 51 more weeks to go. Yeah. Uh, and shouts to, sh- shouts to Frankie. Oh, Frank yeah. A. Frankie, because we, uh, yeah, because we, like, I guess, like, we started to call it bougie cella is what we were doing, because I had friends who were camping, and they're out there in the dirt, you know, probably not showering uh, for (laughs) a few days, and we are going back to this golf course, like, three miles away from Coachella, with this, like, awesome house, the pool, jacuzzi, and then, like, uh, we had, like, our own, like, private car service that I found on Craigslist (laughs) that seemed super shady at first. Super shady, which, Chris, you understand because you've been on trips with me. And, like, I tend to get myself in these situations where I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go, but, like, it sounds great. And then and somehow it, somehow <laughs> you still, you're 32 years into it, you have 100% success. I don't understand Dude, how. It was amazing. And it was, it was like absolutely amazing. Than, it was amazing. Yeah. It really made the weekend yeah. seamless. Yeah, uh, for us and for for everybody. Absolutely so. legit. Like it was just crazy. He was like, yeah, like because I remember talking to him, and he was like, yeah, I'm like bus driver in like San Bernardino, and like I have a group of people that do this from the schools, and like they were all absolutely legit. Like he was a bus driver. A couple of the girls who drove, the couple of ladies who drove us, they were teachers at the school. Like it was make a lot of know, money in crazy. a couple weekends doing that probably oh yeah oh tons yeah because they had a bunch of people they were picking up too and it was like we were just one of the people on the list and yeah. anytime we were leaving the festival because that was the major thing like getting to the festival isn't difficult it's leaving the festival that's like they can take forever yeah because everybody's like, trying to leave around the same time and when we were leaving i just sent him a text i was like hey frankie like we're leaving the festival now and he's like all right and go to this gate and like he was right there and it was just awesome so Nice. Yeah, and I don't know how I don't. I, it's it's funny. Like I don't know how. Like again, like this all just ends up working out. Like my weird Craigslist findings, and yeah, I've got a great success amazing. rate. One of these days, it's gonna blow up in my face, but <laughs> it hasn't yet. So 
was beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and our other savior of the weekend was uh, who who's being called DJ That Guy, aka DJ Absolute, yeah. in the Absolute Tent. Absolute. When we left Travis Scott, we went over to the Absolute Tent, and DJ That Guy was tearing it up <laughs> in the Absolute Tent, and that was uh, that was amazing. Yeah. I think it was named by uh, by our buddy Heel Slaw, yeah. who had himself a nice weekend DJ there that guy. as well. So no, 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 that was our Grimes of the year. Our Grimes of the year was DJ, DJ That Guy. That we guy. didn't have a Christine and the Queens necessarily because. Uh, we at least knew everybody that we uh, saw uh, Didi get to see Lil Uzi and lost his shit yeah, during man. that set. All my friends um, are dead, man. That's the jam. All my friends. That was if that wasn't the that that made me the like the sub theme sub song of the weekend was all my friends are dead. <laughs> um, no, just <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing times. Uh, but that kind of leads into the the subtopic here, which I know we ran a little long there. But uh, if you could. Based on Coachella, if you could create your own music festival, where would it be? What type of music would it be? What type of theme would it have? Nothing's off limits here. Uh, it, in fact, Didi brought up that there's a snowboard and music festival in downtown Los Angeles. So, <laughs> Which makes no uh, sense, but it happens. makes no sense. Chris, I want to go to you since uh, we've been running our mouths the last couple of minutes here. If you could have the creation to make your own music festival, type of music, theme, setting, just what, what, what do you think would... Uh, would tickle your fancy. When I saw this on the menu, the the first thing that came to mind was just making Warp Tour what it used to be. Okay. What do you mean by that? So as Warp Tour has gone on, um, it's turned into like a seriously hit or miss uh, show. Like this year, the Warp Tour lineup is pretty much Terrible. garbage. Last Ooh. year, the Warp Tour lineup was like full of. Um, pop punk bands and ska bands and that's what i when warp tour started it was based around like the skater punk type of music and they had ska bands and uh and whatnot in there and then it like moved into a heavier sound and there are some years where it's almost like you know you think you're at like x fest or something like that yeah they have heavier metal bands and and whatnot and it's like year to year you don't know what the vibe is going to be um, so I would love to make Warp Tour what it used to be. Um, I remember when I was younger, like every year I would go to Warp Tour and then I would buy the Warp Tour DVD that they release like in the fall from the entire yeah. uh, summer and you like got to relive it and like as it's gone on that I would there are so many <laughs> so many acts that I would never want to relive because it's they've. <laughs> You could tell they've kind of gone a different way, and they probably put bands on there that are willing to pay to be on it, and it just kind of sucks. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that was always like my music Super Bowl every year, uh, and it's a shame that it's that, that most years now I have no desire to go to it. So I would try and remake Warp Tour uh, to be what it was. On a similar note to that, I think kind of what you're aiming for, and. Uh... Something that I like, would like as well, is actually something I'm doing later this year is the Warped Tour, the Warped Rewind at Sea Cruise, which is a lot of those bands that started, that made Warped Tour, the 2003 to 2008 era, um, you know, Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, I don't want to list everybody that's going to be there, but those type of acts are going to be on a cruise ship uh, for four days, um, and I'm going to be fortunate enough to go on that, and I think that environment is going to be absolutely wild and i think that's that's a lot of what i would like to and i think that's almost to a sense of what you're you're aiming for just putting it on a cruise ship i I think you could like 
and I, it's probably part of, partly a sign of the times too that people don't listen to the pop punk skater punk type of music as much i guess but like you could put those type of bands that are on that cruise along with up and coming bands like state champs and like seaway mm-hmm. and knuckle puck and bands like that and like like celebrate the past while you know advancing the new bands that are uh you know up and comers i think it would be a lot of fun that's the, that's a show i would go to every year i mean if you could get newfound glory uh to headline a tour with like a you know band like paramore and then put uh seaway and neck deep on it and a bunch of other bands and then throw some ska bands on there because when do you ever get to see a really good ska band anymore good point Um, good point what's the uh, is it riot fest that's in chicago Yes. Yeah. They they have Streetlight Manifesto playing at Riot Fest, and I'm so jealous because like you can't see Streetlight Manifesto anymore. When do you ever get to see real big fish coming through your city? You never get to see them. Right. Yeah. So it'd be cool right. uh, to to get those bands back back all together into one show. So that that would be mine. Nice. My yeah. That's 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 a good one. That's good. I don't I don't know what I would do. It'd be like a, a like a combination of some. I think like. I've absolutely fallen in love with Coachella and everything about it. Uh, it's a little hot. Um, <laughs> so maybe that I would change. Like, I like how it is out in the middle of the, de- middle of the desert. There's nothing else around. And there's, you know, it's really about, and, and the music, the lineup there is ridiculously good. Like, we went and saw so many artists, but we didn't get to see everybody we wanted to see. Yeah. Believe it or not. We were there, you know, for 10 hours uh, for three straight days. We still didn't even come close to everybody that we wanted to see. Um so, I, but I don't know if like spreading it over over four days is a is a good idea. But maybe somewhere where it's not as hot. Um, I think a combination of like Coachella and Hangout Fest, uh, which is down on the Alabama Gulf Shore, where it's literally on the beach. Yeah, sounds it's like something that'd be really really cool to me, where you can like literally go in and out of the water from stage to stage, something like that. Um, or something I came up with uh, this past weekend, like being at Coachella since it was so hot. I'm like, they need like VIP pool areas, like right <laughs> up against the stage, which logistically is impossible. However, in my uh, dream world, there there would be like VIP pool areas right by the stage, um, something like that, where it's sort of bringing the water aspect into it, uh, kind of like Hangout does, but on the grander scale that Coachella type of is. And 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 I love the wide variety of music that. Coachella has um, it, it really gives you everything, and I and I like the, all those different types of music. So uh, that's kind of a kind of little, little potpourri of of what's out there now. Like I want a festival that is on like a beach or an island somewhere, and mm-hmm. I need it to be like all like mo- like early two thousands hip hop and R and B. That's got to be it. Ooh. That's what I want. Like I want it to be like I want like Ashanti. I want Ja Rule Fest. I want Fifty Cent. Like I want Nelly. I want Jagged Edge. Drew Hill. Like you know, I need Cisco to be th- doing his thing. That's yes. what I want. Cause like, and I feel like it's starting to happen. Like you're starting to see those like artists emerge and like do like you know do like little tours and stuff in different venues. But I feel like it's not happening enough as much as it should be. Because, I mean, like, we're, like, it's 2017. Like, there's, you know, some of these guys haven't had a hit since 2017, but these hits were big. These artists meant a lot to us, like DMX and, you know, and stuff like that. Like, so, and I think it's going to start happening soon, but, like, I want a festival just with all of that. Like, no no one after 2004. Like, I need it to be that window between, like, 98, like, 2004, 
and I just want a bunch of artists from that era of just like hip hop and R&B artists and it's just like awesome. I need like Caduce to host and like it'll just be freaking <laughs> crazy. Like that's just what I want. Like AJ and Free maybe they can host too. Like bring out all the nice. old hosts 106 and Park. Like maybe it's the 106 and Park Music Festival, I don't know, but that's what I need. That's that's what I need in my life. It's that, but it's got to be on an like island it. somewhere, like on the beach, great weather, like you know that's what i that's what i want i need i need a festival like that it's the future old cella which yeah, uh we yeah. talked about a bit this weekend too how eventually cella. we're going to shift to old cella yeah. because it was, it's called desert trip which yeah. is later in the fall which all the old acts like paul mccartney and hall notes were all that last year but like we're we're like eventually we're going to be at old cella and it's going to be like yeah. maroon five yeah. and uh <laughs> <laughs> we say that like, headlining like and, old cella 2030 it's like jay-z and like christine aguilera jay-z it's going <laughs> to shut it down on sunday it's gonna be great <laughs> We're already working on it, yeah. so stay tuned for Old Cella 2030. Um, all right, let's go along to the next topic here. While we still have a little bit of time, um, we got to get in our segment. Of course, it's time for let's go. Where are they now? Where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now that I need you? All right, it's on me this week. Um, I'm providing you all the information here. Sticking in the theme of music and uh, old number one hits back in the day. How about our buddy Lou Bega? Whoa. Mr. Mm-hmm. Mambo number Whoa. five. That's right. What the hell has Lou Bega been up to? And uh, I have some answers for you, gentlemen. Of course, we all remember Mambo number five came out in 1999. 18 years old. That song is 18 years old. Um, obviously, it was huge. Um that album, called uh, A Little Bit of Mambo, was <laughs> so successful all over the world. It went platinum five times in Canada. Five times. <laughs> Three times in the United States. Um, it's just absolutely With that insane. level of success, I hope that Lou Bega has purchased the island that we can have old Chella on. Yes. <laughs> Same. Maybe we need to reach out. Um, like it's just all over the world. Uh, Mambo number five went platinum four times. The single went platinum four times in Australia. Uh, it spent 28 weeks on the charts in Switzerland. Just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff from Lou Bega. Um, he did eventually put out 12 singles between uh, 1999 and 2013, um, and he kept the music coming out. But uh, the fans just uh, didn't seem to pick up on it. Uh, Go figure. Not. Maybe not enough fans because the singles didn't chart anywhere <laughs> at all in any country. Um, <laughs> I'm dying at the fact that. that this album was called A Little Bit of Mambo. Like, <laughs> do you have the track list up from A Little Bit of Mambo? Like, I don't. I don't. I can see if I I'm can effort this that up. for you here. Um, he did record the theme tune for Disney Channel series Brandy and Mr. Whiskers, which just slipped my mind because I don't recall that one at all. Classic but he did do series. the theme song to that. Um and his first single off of his fifth album, which was released in 2013, uh, did hit number six in Germany. So he took a, about a 14-year – he didn't take a hiatus. He kept putting out music. It just wasn't good. And then in 2013, <laughs> when he did put out uh, music again, his fifth full, uh, full-length album, it did, uh, one hit, did hit number six in Germany. Because he was actually born in Germany. He's huge in Germany, which is so, so weird. It's like him um, and Hasselhoff, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just run that country. Um, 
He was married a few years ago and eventually moved uh, to California, settled down there. Uh, they have a daughter. Uh, you guys will love this. He got married in Vegas by Elvis. Okay. That's right? legit. Amazing. Amazing. Um, some of his hobbies include traveling, history, quantum physics, boxing, and soccer. There's no and way he all... can prove quantum <laughs> physics is a hobby. It's, That's it's like one of those things mouth. you throw in to like not sound super boring. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? You're like, I like yes. to watch sports. I like to eat food. I yes. like to drink outside. And I like to go to the library and read long-form novels. Like, no, you <laughs> don't. That's like, that's like one of those weird things that you say, like, when you're meeting someone's parents for the first yeah. time. Like, when yeah. you're meeting, like, your girlfriend's yeah. parents for you the first time. You have to have a redeeming like, quality. Yeah. Because you're just like, yeah, like, I, you know, I like, to, I like to drink beer and, like, go go to concerts and you're like uh i also like to i don't know like i don't know i do stuff <laughs> i like to read like yeah. you're like yeah i have a book club. Cool. i'm in a book club yeah yeah like you're just thinking of shit to say because they're like asking you all these questions and you're like not trying to sound like a dipshit <laughs> yeah so you just um, randomly say quantum physics quantum physics why not uh and i have a i have a quote here to kind of summarize his thoughts on his career and specifically Mambo number five. By the way, all the girls he ne- mentioned in Mambo number five were real, called them by their first name. Uh, but he said, at best case, he spent a few hours with them, so he didn't feel any shame in any of them backtracking and being upset mm. about it. Um, a few hours. But a quote, the quote okay. that he had, uh, he says, I recognize that it's my signature song, and it will be my signature song. Doesn't how many other songs I write in my life. I don't consider it the best song I wrote ever, but it surprised people from the way that I dressed to the way that it sounded and it had the biggest impact of all of them. So I have to love it. I do love it. Because without Mambo Number 5, now listen closely. Without Mambo Number 5, I'd still be David. Just a striving musician under the bridge. Wait a minute. Backtrack it. His name is not even Lou. His name is David. Okay. His name is not Lou. It's David. Um, he was actually born David Lubega. Lubega is his last name. And then he just decided to go by Lou Bega. And of course, he didn't actually write Mambo Number no. 5. Uh, it's heavily sampled from a song back in 1949. Um, just incredible. Although he, he, he did say he would like to work with Pharrell uh, someday, but I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> so would I. Like, <laughs> yeah, so would I. So would I. <laughs> Striving to do the same. But uh, David Lubega, where is he now? He's David. Just, he's, he's, he's trying to get the Bega band together in the United States. He's still you know performing live every once in a while, and uh, he recognizes that there would be no Lou Bega, David Bega, with David Lou Bega without Mambo Number no. Five. He embraces it, and it is what it is. He just never could live up to that success back in 1999. Worldwide uh. fame. He performed all over the world, outside the United States, all those years. Uh, much more famous worldwide. But uh, Lou and the Begas settled down in California. D, maybe you'll run into him one day at Catch with John Lovitz um, <laughs> and ask him how he's doing. So. That's a fun little update on Mr. Mumbo number five. There is a song on the smash hit, one of the classics of our time, a little bit of Mambo, called Can I Tico Tico You? Mm. Tico Tico. And there's a song called Tricky Tricky. There's a song called <laughs> Ice Cream. Beauty on the TV screen. One plus one equals two. The most expensive girl in the world. Like, wow. Yeah, 
Lou's Cafe. Gonna have to relive that album. Who doesn't forget Lou's Cafe? I mean, that's one of the best. It hits should ever. be David's Cafe. Yeah, David's right. Cafe. Is anything real anymore, though? That's I don't know. You I just know. kinda. That's... I hate to bring the disappointment factor wow. in, but uh, David Lou Bega. Wow. Lou. Bega. Well, let's get to what Ellie. we're listening to because I'm adding Tico Tico to you to the list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tico Tico. All right, who's uh, who's gonna kick us off on? Uh, what they're listening to this week. What we're listening to. Pow. Bam. Hey. I love it. Nice job. Oh, yeah. Nice playlist, by the way, Didi. Dude, I'm busy. I'm busy. Hey, man. I know. You said that last time. I'm wor- Dude, I'm. Although your after Coachella playlist may be the one just to put up because it's incredible. Yeah. Um, well, but, uh, I've been busy. A lot of things he, going I've on. I've been busy. I've been busy. Uh, Chris. Damn. You got anything for us? Um, yes, I do. Oh, okay. Please indulge. Okay. Uh, Newfound Glory uh, has released a, another song coming off of their upcoming album, uh, which I believe will be released in, this coming week. Nice. Um, song called Party on Apocalypse. Uh, they released a music video for it as well. This is a music video I can actually suggest that you watch. That's <laughs> oh, <well, let's laughs> right. Makes me one. sick nice. still. Please do not watch that music video. It's a great song. Listen to the song. Not Don't watch the... Yeah. Um, yeah. Party on Apocalypse is actually a funny music video. Dan, it actually has me wondering legitimately if they shot the music video while they were in Cleveland uh, because the music video is about the oh. apocalypse and Cleveland kind of looks apocalyptic. Um, yes. So I'm wondering if they shot it while they were there. It's a good music video and it is a good Possibly. song. So check that out. Um, Yellow Card has released a song off of their final album um, nice. and a music video for it. Uh, a Place We Set a Fire. It's actually if you if you at any point were ever a big yellow card fan, uh, it's gonna tug at the heartstrings a little bit because it's Ooh. the music video that is is them saying goodbye uh, basically to the entire fan Ooh. base because they are releasing new music and then calling it quits. So, uh, but it's worth worth the watch. Uh, State champs, uh, secrets, an acoustic song that they've released. Uh, also, Seaway has re- released a new music video to their song Airhead. Um, off their latest album, uh, which is actually Airhead when that album came out. and The album's not new. It's been out for at least a year now. Um, Airhead has been my favorite song all along. They finally put together a music video for it, Um, so check that out. I will give all four of those to DD, and we'll see if he uh, chooses to make a playlist. (laughs) I'm going to. I'm less busy this week. There's a lot going on the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to go next because I know I'm gonna, you're going to steal the ones that I have, so I'm going to go first uh, <laughs> because I know you definitely will. So uh, first one up this week, uh, starting with a, an EDM group called Two Friends, which it's a great name <laughs> for an EDM group because it's literally two friends. How's it spelled? Um, they, they have a song called Emily, which features a uh, <laughs> singer. How's it spelled? How's it, oh, how's it spelled? It, no, it's, it's T-W-O space. It's like P-H-R-I-N-Z. <laughs> yeah. That's what I nope. thought was going to happen. Let me see if I weird spellings this Two week. Oh, like, mm. No, that one doesn't count. I'll get to that Go one. On. No weird spellings this week. Uh, so they have uh, features uh, singer James Delaney, who may sound uh, a little bit more recognizable. The song is called Emily. It's a great, upbeat, summer-sounding EDM pop uh, uh, song that I really, really uh, like. Um, Dua Lipa put out a song with Miguel, which I cannot stop listening to. It's called Lost in Your Light. And I'm glad we're getting we're getting some Miguel again. I feel like it's been a little while since we've had some Miguel. He's got an album and coming this summer, I think. This summer, yeah, beautiful. I love it. 
Um, and Dua Lipa is incredible. She was she came out of Coachella too. Yeah. Um, she was a guest appearance. She's fantastic. Their two voices together are amazing. So that song is called Lost in Your Light. Not hard to look uh, at either. That's for sure. Yeah. Paramore came out with a new song for the first time in a while. We're finally... Finally got our taste of Paramore. Their song "Hard Times" is out. It's blown up. It's being played everywhere. Everybody's talking you haven't about heard that it by now. Man. What's Everybody's that? talking about that song. They are. It's 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 yeah. huge. It's doing really really well. So glad to see new music from them again. Uh, I went and saw Betty Who in concert this past week, which may have been a mistake for my body physically because it's literally it was literally the day after I got back from Coachella in California. Uh, but it was an absolutely incredible show. Um. I've talked about her, brought her on the playlist before. Her album, The Valley, is out. Uh, it turned the place that we were in into a dance club. It was incredible. However, the artist that opened for her named Verite was mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. You don't know what you're going to expect from a, a, an opening artist like that um, on that type of tour. But she was absolutely mind-blowing. She's one of my new favorite artists easily. Uh, she's out of Brooklyn. She's kind of an indie rock, indie pop singer. Um, she does a lot of stuff herself she's super super talented i would highly recommend going to see her live dd i know that show's coming out your way like may 2nd there it was sold out and then they released some tickets but verite is incredible i'll put her song uh when you're gone on the playlist her album comes out uh later this uh, summer in june but she has a couple eps out and she's wildly wildly entertaining I'm, I'm really looking forward to following her career as well um two more when we were at uh, Coachella, Didi and I knew there was one Lady Gaga song we didn't want to hear. And it was a million reasons because it's terrible and it's overplayed on the radio and too many people like it and it's a bad song. So we knew when a million reasons hit, we knew she'd play it that we were like, all right, we should go. Um, but it, then she played this remix of Million Reasons and it made the song 100 times better, unbelievably better. Apparently this remix has been out for a while and she played it live and we discovered it. Uh, so I'm putting the Million Reasons remix on the playlist Ooh. because it makes that song 10 times better. It's un- 100. I said 100. I'll stick with 100. Uh, <laughs> much, much better. And finally, one that, Didi, I know you're going you're gonna to take, so I'm going to take it anyways. Uh, on Monday night after Coachella, we went to school night in Los Angeles, uh, which is an, a, in, an amazing, amazing event. Uh, and we got to see a band called The Aces, a group of four girls that are super talented. Uh, they're single physical came out not that long ago um dd i know you'll have a thought or two on them as well but wow they kind of stole the show that night and that they're they're a girl uh, girl band out of out of utah it was their first show in los angeles i guarantee it won't be their last um they got a pretty special sound of them i'm excited to to keep listening to their new music as well yeah i liked the aces a lot like i thought they were awesome and it was cool because like you know you see when you see bands like and I, you guys have seen a ton of bands, too, and it's like, you know how you can just kind of tell the ones that like might that you're like, I think they're going to be superstars. Like, yeah. you can just see it just like you see it, you hear it, like just the way that they carry themselves like they have like the lead singer of this band, like has so much unbelievable is unbelievable stage presence. And like and I was just so blown away by it, because if there's one thing that like. I notice when I'm seeing like, you know, younger artists and like just new bands, stuff like that, is that like their stage presence blows. Yeah. And like their stage presence looks like they were they've been touring for years. And like Yeah, they kill I don't it. think anyone in this band is like over twenty three. And uh right. 
and it's just it's it was unbelievable they were they were great and like shouts to the aces like physical's good and they don't have a, they don't have a lot of songs they have a bunch of songs on their soundcloud not a lot of songs available like on the streaming services though but um check out the aces on soundcloud um but let me get into what i'm listening to uh pantagram calling all uh i never heard this song before but it has the hook of everybody's got a little hoe in them and yes. I found that to be the funniest thing in the world. Like, it was hilarious watching people just, like, laugh and dance to Everybody's Got a Little Hoe in Them. And it's just a great dance song, and it's awesome. So check out Fantagram Calling All. Uh, Daddy Yankee and Justin Bieber have a song. Excuse me, what? Yeah, Daddy Yankee. Daddy, Daddy Yankee, Yankee in the building? Gasolina in the building. Oh, I got Chella in the building. Right? Dude, put him on no, the bill for freaking, oh my God, for my island fest, for 106 and Park Fest. Daddy Yankee's definitely on the bill. Well, he's got this song called Despacito, and uh, it's Daddy Yankee and some other dude. I don't know what his name is, but Daddy Yankee, <laughs> and the remix has Justin Bieber on it, and it actually just broke the record for most YouTube views in one day, and <laughs> the song is amazing. What's it the song is, called again? It's called Despacito. Yeah, it's all in all Spanish. I can't understand it. Dude, it's incredible. <laughs> Just, But the thing is, that's the reason why they put Justin Bieber on it. Because the whole thing is in Spanish. Yeah. I mean, Daddy, we don't know what gasolina means. Anybody? No. Like, I don't know what culo means either. But that song bangs too. Whatever. All I know is Despacito, <laughs> great record. Justin Bieber comes in. Everything he says is in English, or most of it is in English. Because I know he does a little Spanglish in and out thing going on. But Despacito... That song is huge, and you're going to hear that everywhere in the summer. Like, I'm telling you, it's going, you're going to hear that everywhere. Not saying it's going to be song of the summer because it's all in Spanish, but you're going to hear that song a lot. Okay. Like, this, it's just a really just like awesome song. You're going to hear it a lot. Um, Gasolina. Just, wait, hold on a second. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Gasolina was right out here. when we were in high school, and yeah. I remember as a funny video, some kids in our high school. Uh, made a their own music video to Daddy Yankee's Gasolina in a Sunoco, <laughs> and it was. Are you serious? It was one of the. It's still That's one amazing. of the best things I've ever watched in my entire. Life. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it on YouTube or something like that. Wow, <laughs> That's awesome. Memories. Well, Kendrick Lamar just put out his album, uh, Damn. Can we uh, do a group review of Kendrick Lamar, Lamar at some point? I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it. Yeah, we should do it the should. next episode. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to really like listen to it either. Like I had like like a couple like one run through when we were like at Coachella, but that was kind of like us talking over it yeah. too. And then I had like then I listened to it again this week, but like I don't have enough. Like there's so, Kendrick Lamar says so much stuff. It's so hard to like listen to his album once. It's not like it's the Chainsmokers. Like you listen to it once <laughs> and you like the Chainsmokers just the album once and you know like all right whatever this song's good the rest of these songs are terrible but then yeah but like with um but yeah with Kendrick you have to you got to listen you know what i mean so yeah so let's do that the next episode let's do that next episode cool. put that on the menu that's a great we'll idea do a, we'll do a Sit nice down. Kendrick Lamar talk <laughs> the humble. but but there is one song that stands out it's called Element and uh definitely check that out uh as, before you listen to our our extensive review of Kendrick Lamar's damn on the next episode of the brunch breakdown and uh Lincoln Park they've got a song called Good Goodbye with Pusha yeah. T and Stormzy and Mike Shinoda is rapping on it 
He's rapping on it, ladies and gentlemen. We got it, baby. We got Mike it Shinoda is rapping again. That's how the song starts, and it almost just, like, blows you away because it's just like, oh, my God, like, Mike Shinoda's rapping again. So You played it, and I was like, this isn't real. This is this is not a new song. This can't be real. I have a feeling that, like, we're all going to love this Linkin Park album because, like, even yeah. Heavy is starting to kind of grow on me a little bit the more I hear it. I don't know if I just hear it a lot and it's starting to grow on me, but the other stuff they released on the, off the album, I – I like, and it's just kind of cool to hear them, you know, just kind of not sounding like the way they used to, not at all sounding like the way they used to, but like just, I don't know, kind of just trying to make, you know, a more accessible music, I think. So it's, uh, so that's pretty great. And then uh, Chainsmokers, uh, I don't know, did I say this on the last, on the last part? I can't remember when we did this last, but um, did the Chainsmokers album come out the last time we did this podcast? Yeah. Did it? Did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I said it on the last one, so forget it. Anyways, Fancy Graham, Calling All, Daddy Yankee, Justin Bieber, Despacito, Kendrick Lamar, Element, and Linkin Park. Good, goodbye. Check those songs out. They will be on the playlist that will be out. It mm-hmm. will be out. I promise you guys. There's the promise. I'm so glad you like Fanagram. That was a great yeah, set. Great mm-hmm. set. There. Yeah. Pretty interesting transitions between songs, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. Um, well, fellas. All right, boys. NHL NBA we- playoffs? watching either. yeah let's get into those quickly we uh we have at least time to to cap those yeah i uh how can you guys cap the... those have you been at coachella oh i'm not recapping them i'm just wondering if anyone watched me like any it got any yeah i was like... gonna say it, it was kind of nice it was i'm not gonna lie it was kind of nice i got to see we got to see game one of the uh penguin series but i missed games two three and most of game four it was kind of nice not being stressed out for a week and having that and having it go well <laughs> for them at least. It was kind of nice. Uh, you know, we would check the scores in the morning and stuff like that uh, of the NBA and the other teams and stuff like that. So, um, and I caught a little bit in the past in the past week. I've been watching a, a lot ever since I've I've been home in the NHL. There've been crazy overtime games in the NHL. It's been really fun to watch uh, some crazy upsets going on with the the Blackhawks being swept in the first round. Like, are you kidding me? First eight seed to sweep uh, a one seed, and I know they seed it differently now, but traditionally that's the way that it goes. And um, thought the the Bulls might take a run at the the Celtics, but without Rondo in now, it uh, looks like that uh, series is going to start to turn around. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been pretty wild in both leagues. What about you guys? Uh, the Cavs coming back to it's like that was like almost like the start of the playoffs for me because like uh, like Chris said, like I was gone when the playoffs started. And um, that was kind of the start of the playoffs for me, man. Like, I was like, wow. Like, the Cavs were down by 26, and then LeBron just went into playoff LeBron mode. They put Kyrie and Kevin Love on the bench in the fourth quarter, and LeBron just went crazy. Triple-double, 41 points. Like, he just went play all playoff LeBron, and, you know, they went up 3-0, and now they're more than likely going to sweep the Pacers. Like, it's pretty much done for them. But uh, uh, if there's a team that I'm rooting for is Milwaukee. Like, they've got they've been one of the more interesting teams all year long. Cause they have like a lineup that has no position. Like they just have a bunch of very long dudes and it's wild. Like it's just Giannis. Like Giannis uh, Dinokopo is just, is a rise, like a rising star in the NBA. And like the rest of the butts lineup is like that. But in the NHL playoffs, uh, Chicago losing, getting swept. Unbelievable. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> the Stanley Cup playoffs are just so like, they're so random. Like I, I love them, but I also hate them at the same time because <laughs> they're so random. Like they're just yeah. so random. Hockey is such a random game, and it just it goes in the Stanley Cup playoffs every year. Shit like this happens. Like 
it doesn't matter who this what the seeds are it's like someone's got a hot goaltender somebody just gets he just i don't know it's yeah. crazy to me like Nashville's likely to get like swept in the next round for all we know, but they just swept the friggin' number one seed in the West. I just, I can't believe it, but that's the Stanley cup playoffs. And that's why it's, you know, it's, it's the greatest. Chris, which you've been watching any uh, NBA, obviously you've been watching a lot of NHL, any, uh, no trying to catch both. No NBA. No, I've been watching all the hockey. Um, the hockey has been really good. Um, the East has been, I mean, I know the West has been weird with uh, Chicago getting swept, but the East has always been has also been equally as weird with all the overtime, <clears throat> the overtimes, and the Capitals struggling against Toronto and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm enjoying it. It's like for hockey fans, the first round of the playoffs is like the first weekend of the NCAA March tournament Madness. for basketball fans. So uh, it is. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been entertaining because you have weird things happen it's like it could happen in the nba like the Cavs literally could have lost all three of those games they really could have lost <laughs> any of the three games that they played yeah. but they just they just didn't um but there's some other again with uh like boston chicago that series hopefully get more of that because the nhl has been very 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 entertaining and i think there's been 15 overtime games in the first round and the record is 17 and there's still quite a few games to go so it's more than likely we'll get there but um Always a always a fun time of year, no doubt about it. And stressful, and stressful if you have a team in it. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's the not so fun part. Time is the best thing in the world if your team's not involved. If yeah. your team <laughs> is involved, it's the exact opposite. Exactly, you can sit back and smile and watch uh, some of those. Um, all right, boys. Anything else before we uh, put a cap on thirty-two here? Dude, I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> a little flan, a little round of flan for anybody. No, good. Good? Everybody good? Oh, good. All right. Well, I think that does it for episode 32. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure catching up with you on some things. Chris, Chris, I wish you best of luck in your, uh, your B problem. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's a scary thing. That's an unpleasant situa- situation. That's going to be a regular thing on the menu now is like B updates from Chris. Yeah, seriously. I'm so fascinated by this. Yeah. Carpenter bees. I've heard of carpenter ants, not carpenter bees. I've never heard of carpenter bees either but now they're part of my life. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, that does it for episode 32. Puts a, puts a bow on it. Well, t- puts a bow on it or a bone it. It's like a it. brownie donut. Ooh. Now we're talking. TM. Might have bring that up in the next, in the next uh, thing. Obviously, we didn't get through all the things today. We'll go try to get, uh, we'll try to get better as we do <laughs> each and every week. Um, Chris, you want to tell them how to get the podcast real quick? I would love to. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts. Um, You can follow us on the social medias at Brunch Breakdown. Dan's on Twitter at SteelCityDan22. Didi's on Twitter at DidiIsBoard. And I am on Twitter at Chris underscore Gates. Boys, it's been a pleasure. As always, we thank you for joining us. And, of course, next time we'll have a reservation for three. And we'll see you at the damn table. <laughs>